I'm Chad Logger, and welcome to Planet of the Beer Cats. And my name is Shane! <laughs> Shane! <laughs> That's a lot of exclamation points. Planet of the Beer Cats. So Dave, what are we talking about today? Cowboys. Mm-hmm. No, cowboys are very American. Not, not westerns as a genre, just cowboys. Just cowboys. I mean, there's an intersection with westerns. There's an intersection. So I, with... fuck, I fucked up this week though, because I thought you meant that I could watch like a western and like get credit for that. But I will still give you credit. It's a okay, it's cool. a good one, right? You watched Dead Man. I watched Dead Man. So we we could hear it. about that because that's a uh, Jim Jarmusch, right? Yep. Yeah. Which howdy? I mean, he, yes, sir. He's he's welcome in any conversation. <laughs> Whether it's about cowboys or the moon, but, <laughs> uh, but cowboy on the moon—that sounds like a great movie title. Let's that's my it. next. Let's that's my next graphic, graphic novel. novel. <laughs> cowboy on the moon. <laughs> well, so the cowboys are very American, you know. I think aside from jazz, jazz music—it's one of the great exports, uh, cultural exports of the United States. And there's this uh, sort of mystique that's built up around the cowboy image this this lone figure riding through the old west a lawless country uh but as we'll see you know what exactly a cowboy is is definitely up to interpretation and it, mm-hmm. uh and you know to an extent cowboys have become right kind of ridiculous <laughs> I, I like i think it's i was talking to my wife about this last night i think cowboy culture just the idea of cowboys is really interesting because there's the actual job of being a cowboy which i think is like romanticized in our culture and i think obviously in all different types of media cinema music whatever film there's a lot of you know glorification of of the job Um, but then there's the like look right and like the look of being a cowboy has taken on all different types of forms but it's particularly like been kind of like twisted around to whatever need the per- the wearer like it's it's a costume essentially so like it can be ridiculous looking or it can be tough looking or it can be dramatic or it can it can just be a spoof um what was there a cowboy in the village people i have no idea but i, I just mean, mean as the vi- like as, co- as as connoisseurs of costumes yeah well i mean it's you know when you when you think cowboy it's it cuts a really recognizable silhouette right there's the spurs mm-hmm. and the the stetson hat mm-hmm. uh, maybe you're wearing a, a duster uh smoking a cigar or a cigarette you know you got a lasso and like some a intruder. cigarette uh and yeah dude, so i mean i've watched cowboy movies my i grew up watching them do you do you have like a, a cowboy movie or a cowboy show or a book or something oh man that, um you know, I think I think the the one that comes to mind, which is <laughs> probably not a good one, is Back to the Future Three. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember being obsessed with Back to the Future, like see being really, really, really excited when Back to the Future Two came out and going <laughs> sitting at the theater, and then at the end where it was like, like they were like coming next summer, Back to the Future Three, and it was a western. I was like. Yeah, mind blown. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, and then it ended up 
like kind of sucking, especially when you watch it now, it's kind of like, Oh, I don't know. How about, I mean, how about you? What's like, what, from, from growing up, like what was the, what had the most So I impact? think I grew up and became a lot more fluent with sort of cowboy shows. You know, I grew up watching mm-hmm. Bonanza and the Rifleman, um, John Wayne movies. And then later when I became an adult, I watched a lot of the spaghetti Westerns and, and movies like that. Mm-hmm. I definitely liked the, the cowboy movies where there's a lot more gray. So, you know, a lot of John Wayne movies, it's, you know, very cut and dry. There's not a lot of gray morality to think of. But, you know, one example of where there is is The Searchers, where his, John Wayne's daughter is kidnapped by uh, a Native American tribe. I can't remember which one. And she kind of goes native. And once they find her, she doesn't want to go. And rather than leave her there, they want to kill her. Uh, and it's just, it's really dark. But it's kind of a, a sober look at what it meant to be, you know, encroaching on native land. Mm-hmm. Was that a John Ford movie? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So it's really beautiful. Too, it's and, you know. Yeah. I, I've, I've never seen it, but now I want to see it. I didn't even know what that movie was about, but I think that that sounds interesting. I think the gray is what makes it interesting. Like, I think, I think part of the, like my disinterest in Westerns as a whole has always been because they seem, you know, very much just kind of rah, rah, you know, <clears throat> go out and like, they, they dehumanize native Americans and, you know, it's. Well, and it's, 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 it's a difficult issue, right? Because at the same time, they kind of almost cartoonized Native Americans, but they also offered a lot of employment. Mm-hmm. You know, John Ford was famous for going and employing a lot of Native Americans in his movies. Um, and they were living in areas where there weren't, weren't a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he was disdained by them. You know, he he was doing good in some ways, even if the movies, you know, didn't all, always portray them in a, a fair way. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good time to talk about Dead Man, because although it's not about cowboys... It, it presents a, I think, it addresses the complexity of sort of like the American West and American sort of the manifest destiny of, of you know, European settlers, like basically coming in and, and claiming the land and, and, you know, in essence, like bringing chaos across what, you know, Native American Native American tribes had known as their, you know, land for millennium. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. It's <clears throat> it's a very, in, you know, intense movie in a lot of ways. Um, but it feels very like I don't know, willing to to go to dark places, which I think is makes it interesting. Well, and this was before Johnny Depp was really Disneyfied, right? Oh yeah, there in all of his he was strangeness so and darkness. Yeah. Johnny Depp is so young and he, his, he looks like a baby. Like he's just, is this like smooth, fresh face. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a very, I don't know. I saw it. I saw it described as like a punk Western um, and it kind of feels Mm. that way. Like it's beautiful, black and white. Um, The shots are just well composed. And from, from that visual perspective, it's just like, it's enjoyable to, to watch. And obviously Johnny Depp, you know, is young and pretty and it's enjoyable to watch. Um, 
but it's got all these like crazy this crazy cast of characters like iggy pop isn't isn't it and he, play, <laughs> he plays this like uh he's he's wearing this this like long dress with a um uh like a bonnet um he's like part of a, a gang of um like fur trappers or something and um it jared harris is in his gang too jared harris was really young i don't know if you have watched like the crown or you know mad men but jared mm -hmm. harris like he's had this kind of like late career resurgence i didn't even really like know that he was like an actor in the 90s but he was in the movie <laughs> um and jared harris of course the bad guy in the second robert downey jr sherlock holmes movie really oh. <laughs> um who it, yeah there's there's just like there's so many like like odd characters in this movie that it, it it's very there's this one guy that is kind of a cannibal um and like cartoonishly steps on this other guy's head and his brains pop out um and there's a level of ridiculousness to it which i think i personally like you know taking taking the the western and the seriousness of it and kind of taking it down a notch and bringing in like sort of absurd elements so, so Dave, uh, you put together a Spotify playlist and invited me to collaborate on this um, that is cowboy yes. themed, and um, <clears throat> I have some thoughts on it. But I think to start off, uh, one of the first songs you put on there is "Cowboy" by Kid Rock, and you reminded me <laughs> that you actually went to see a Kid Rock concert like, back in the day, which yes, I did. Must be embarrassing. Having gone to a Kid Rock concert, I am suitably embarrassed. <laughs> uh, the concert was bad. Uh, it wasn't good, and we went. I went with some some of some friends from Pizza Hut when I worked at Pizza Hut. Shout out to the uh, to the the stuff crust, and <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the stuff crust. It just wasn't a very good showman, and so I'm kind of amazed that he's still you know out there rocking and still famous. Um, Is he rocking though? Is he really rocking out there right now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, so I, I have, I've re-listened to the song Cowboy for the first time in a long time when I listened to this playlist. And I have a question, and maybe you can enlighten, <laughs> enlighten me. So one of the lyrics to the song is that he opens an escort service for all the right reasons. So what are the right reasons to open a brothel? <laughs> like, are, are there right reasons to open a brothel? Uh, maybe they're tax reasons? I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we all we all have things, we all did things in our youth we're not proud of. You know, I went to a good rock concert. What can I say? I I want to bring up one other thing that's the, is like this news just came out today. So I put a song called "Rhinestone Cowboy." Uh, I actually put two ver two Rhinestone Cowboy songs on here. One is by Glenn Campbell. The other is by <clears throat> Mad Villain, which was a, a MF Doom collaboration with the producer Madlib and. It was just announced today that MF Doom died. One of my favorite rappers. Oh, wow. um, he actually died in October, but they just released the news today. So uh, RIP to MF Doom. Um, so so I will say that there are some high highs on this playlist, and there are also some very, very low what, lows. What is the lowest? <laughs> I mean, we already talked about Kid Rock, but like, are there yeah. things lower uh, than Kid Rock? Well, so yes. Uh, <laughs> There, there, there's a song on this playlist that is so bad 
that I would label it unholy. Uh, not only is it an earworm, but you know, once my youngest daughter heard it, she wants to listen to it over and over in the car, and it makes me want to stab myself in the eye. <laughs> it's called Five Six Seven Eight by the band Steps. And if you had to encapsulate everything that's wrong with like our culture, it mm -hmm. kind of fits neatly within the themes of this song. You you put songs on here by Reba McIntyre, Ween, <laughs> Pantera, <laughs> uh, and the Steve Miller Band. Those are all I like. I those are I all debated great. putting uh, the Joker on there by the Steve Miller Band because mm -hmm. he does mention that some people call him a space cowboy, but really that's the only <laughs> reference to cowboy in the song because it's not really about that. I think I would I would have accepted that. One. <laughs> I definitely would have accepted that one. I put uh, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy by Big and Rich. Um, I was going to put Cowboy by the Creator, but you beat me to it. I actually um, saw I cheated because I saw you listening to that on Spotify. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also put Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down by Nancy Sinatra, which I don't think is technically about a cowboy, but... Well, so let's get, know, into what it, let's get into what it means to be a cowboy, right? Because this really had yeah. me thinking. Because being a cowboy is so much more or less, depending on how you look at it, than being someone who, like, boys cattle. <laughs> <laughs> who, like, ranches cattle, right? And some of these songs, to be a cowboy means to be a desperado. And some of these songs, mm -hmm. it means to be, you know, the good guy. Oddly, mm -hmm. in some of the songs, it means both. The person yeah. is both a desperado and a good guy. Well, it's like the duality of human nature. We have we have both positive and negative. Maybe like Kid Rock, who opened uh, an escort service for all the right reasons. These cowboys, yeah, exactly. these cowboys, you can do something bad for the right. They, reasons. they robbed banks for the right reasons. For all the right reasons. <laughs> I herded those cattle for all the right. <laughs> so I I was really trying to get my wife Emily to come on the podcast, and and I respect she she just doesn't want to which i get not because the podcast is terrible because this podcast is not terrible it's awesome but she just doesn't want to be a radio personality which um, is too bad because she is enjoyable to listen to she's great she has a great she radio was talking voice. about i'm gonna try to to give you a synopsis of our conversation because she she would have been way better than me at doing this but i digress so she grew up in nashville and she was like uh like amazed at you know coming from what is I think now seen as like the home of country music and I think associated with cowboys although it's she was she was saying it's like not a cowboy town like no one within 50 miles probably knows how to like rope a steer or whatever um but then she ended up doing her peace corps in a tiny little town in Nicaragua mm -hmm. and it was basically like a cowboy town so she ended up coming from the most famous cowboy town ever and ending up in a real cowboy town and she was just kind of through the connection she made there kind of thrust into this kind of like real cowboy culture and they would go to the rodeo and um just kind of like living in the duality of that i thought was really interesting so it interests me because the cowboy the, the cowboy has sort of inhabited a lot of the a lot of places in the united states you know from mm -hmm. wyoming to california uh, to oregon and then to the South, even though that was not the old West in any way, shape or form, like, yeah. you know, look at bands like Alabama, you know, they're, they're mm -hmm. sort of the prototypical cowboys. They're, 
got the the twang and they sing about cowboy stuff and they wear the cowboy hats. They're from Alabama, of all places. That's what, uh, the, that's the thing. I think I think the question you pose is what is a cowboy is I think pertinent to all this whole discussion because because <laughs> you can be you can wear the you can wear the costume but it doesn't make it doesn't actually make you a cowboy. I asked so I asked Emily like where would you if you were to tell someone where to find real cowboys she said go to latin america so i sent you a video that i, I saw that um you know claimed that basically um black cowboys were the first cowboys and um it was sounded correct to me it was a very convincing video but basically the idea being that like you know it's sort of came, came out of slavery that uh slaves were you know basically the ones who did the work um and those were the cowboys that you know, handled, you know, um, rounding up the cattle and running the ranch and doing all of those tasks and that there were sort of white ranch hands, but they weren't doing that actual work. And then after the Civil War, um, basically ranchers hire, had to hire the former slaves because they were the ones who were experts in, in this work and that it, it was through sort of uh, writing the writing these people out of history, largely through sort of Hollywood that like, that that tradition has been forgotten and so now with like yet again this resurgence of in the culture like with old town road with sort of black cowboys um there's a level of surprise people being like oh that's weird but in fact it's absolutely not weird and that you know black people have been cowboys for hundreds of years <laughs> so the, the, the Wild West was really something that grew out of the, the frontier expansion into the Western United States. And <laughs> I don't know, I'm not, I'm not even reading Wikipedia. I'm not reading Wikipedia. This is all from my head. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> so the frontier was, was a movable target, right? It was like changing all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, at some points, the frontier was, you know, Ohio, and then it was Texas and Oklahoma, and then eventually, you know, the gold rush brought people all the way out to California, and the Oregon Trail brought people out to Oregon. And as people expanded out, you know, there wasn't a lot of government infrastructure. So you have marshals and sheriffs that sort of loosely policed large areas or towns, but didn't have a lot of backup, and you had bandits and things. Um, and, you know, whether or not there were, you know, do-gooding gunfighters who went around and had duels with bandits, I doubt it. But it's a compelling image, right? And, you know, but the Wild West was only a period that lasted about 15 to 20 years. I'm trying to, I'm just trying to remember what, what, what the name of Will Smith's character in Wild Wild West. I had a good... I think it's Jim like, West. Jim West, thank you. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and of, of course, the, the the most historically accurate representation of the Wild Wild West was Marshall Jim West. Yeah, in the in the seminal film Wild Wild West, starring Sir William Smith, mm -hmm. based based, <laughs> based on factual events. Uh... You know, they actually in that in that movie, there is a huge giant robotic spider, <laughs> <laughs> and they recently uncovered that. And it's on display in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to move it to the Smithsonian. The, the important part of it, so I never actually watched that movie. And I like to I like to pretend that I did for this conversation. But I've only seen the music video that starred uh, Cisco. Well, Drew Hill. But 
But really, I mean, Drew Hill was Cisco, right? Which the thong song eventually made us all realize is that he was the true star of that group. Uh, where was I going with this? I guess that I, I really missed the time when when we could count on Will Smith to put out a video summarizing his movies so we didn't actually, actually have to go to the movies. <laughs> You know, that was the problem with Seven Pounds. There was no, <laughs> no rap, rap video. <laughs> the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> that would have been, I would have like, that would have been a great music video. Uh, Justin Timberlake, famous Canadian tuxedo with a, cow, with a denim cowboy hat outfit from the 2001 AMAs with Britney Spears, which I think was the, the peak of them as a cultural force. Well, maybe not Timberlake, but as a couple. So I've, I got to say, I've never really gotten Britney Spears. Like she had a couple of like bubblegum songs in the 90s and people are ride or die for Britney Spears. They love her. You know, I'll see like grown adults are like, I'm going to a Britney Spears concert. It's like, really? I think it's I think it's become camp at this point. And there's there's like a, a performative aspect to it that goes beyond the music. And I think also she just represents nostalgia for a, a lost time do you think she tours with a snake i hope so <laughs> she's like she's still, like still got the same python that's like 50 <laughs> years old and it's like it's just tired Brittany, i'm tired leave me leave me on my heat rock <laughs> the python ate christina aguilera seven years ago and no one <laughs> for some reason i have to say when we were putting together this playlist i was like what is that christina aguilera song that's about cowboys and i don't think there is one i think i was remembering genie in a bottle but for some reason had it in my mind that she was wearing a cowboy hat but i think that i was confusing it with britney spears oh uh, if so we could have included some destiny's <laughs> child because oh, yeah. if you remember beyonce used to wear the cowboy hat she used to sport that you know what in the in the uh was it the formation video where she has that really um wide-brimmed like black hat that is <laughs> that spawned a whole trend in like large <laughs> headwear which is I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk crap. I have that same hat, but you could argue that that is a cowboy hat. I'm gonna bring up Pharrell. Yeah. Do you remember when he, he was going around wearing a hat that was that. like eight sizes too big? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I would see random people on the street like wearing hats like that, <laughs> and say, "Whoa, is this really becoming something? Is this, you know, am I gonna?" Finally catch up with the culture five years from now and find myself wearing a hat that's eight sizes. Yeah, I think you just need to lean into hats, Dave. I think that hats look good on you and especially like brimmed hats, like full brim, like a cowboy hat, Stetson, whatever. I think you just need to like buy all of them and then whatever cultural thing is on trend, you're going to be right there with it. I I just want to shout out Ghost Towns um, real quick. Because when I was a kid, oh, we yeah. went to Bodie in like the Sierra Nevadas, and it was um, Bodie's really cool. It is cool. cool. It's definitely cool, and it, it as a kid, it piques your interest. But then, like a few weeks ago or year, months, I don't know. We're in the pandemic. Weeks, days, weeks, months. Who cares? I read that some like tech dude like bought a ghost town in California, and he like went up and is living in it and making like TikTok videos about what life is like in a ghost town. It's like. There's no one there. It's just you, bro. Like, <laughs> so this isn't really a cowboy ghost town, but the Salton Sea, which is just mm -hmm. sort of north and east of me in San Diego, is uh, 
like an ecological disaster. It's a super salty lake that's out in the middle of nowhere. But there is a huge resort town that was abandoned. Is that there. Bombay Beach? Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, and uh, I've always wanted to go there. And then I read a horror story about it the other day that made me want to go there even more. Okay. Like, if you have not seen this movie, you need to go see. It's called Gregory Go Boom. It's Michael Sarah. And it's set in the Salton Sea. It's just short. It's like 15 minutes or something like that. Uh, okay. It is crazy. Um, but it was like, I for a while, I couldn't tell where it was taking place at. And then I realized it was taking place at the Salton Sea. And I think it's like a great <laughs> primer on the Salton Sea. <laughs> Not to offend <laughs> anyone who lives in the Salton Sea. I guess no one lives in the Salton Sea because it's uh, toxic. No, but there's like this this whole community that's been built up of like people who have been basically been mm. outcast of society and are living off yeah. the grid, and it's this whole like artist mm-hmm. artist community yeah. where they, uh, uh, but they you know they're living completely off the grid. You know they don't have electricity and running water and stuff. It's sort of this weird experiment. It's interesting to think like what is the frontier today? Like are there are there people that don't have the trappings of a cowboy, but who are cowboys because they are taming the frontier and they're living outside the bounds of what we consider to be like civilized society. I would argue that artist communities off the grid could, could be the cowboys of the 21st century. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I mean, the, 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 the place where the cowboy paradigm is kind of gone in pop culture has been to like space, Mm. right? So you have back to the Steve Miller band, <laughs> back to the, the Steve Miller band, right? You have everything from Han Solo to uh, there was a Japanese anime series called Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Firefly mm-hmm. by oh, yeah. Joss yeah. Um, you know, those are all we haven't very talked much... about Firefly yet. And then, of course, there's Mandalorian, definitely, which tying together cowboys and samurais uh, is based in large part off a lot of Kurosawa stuff mm-hmm. and Japanese stuff in general. So there's Yojimbo and also um, uh, Shogun Assassin or Lone Wolf and Cub, depending on which version you've seen, mm-hmm. which is about a, uh, a Ronin who's traversing the countryside with his toddler who uh, has to go fight a bunch of people. The toddler fights? The toddler, is the toddler fights a bunch of people? Oh, yeah, the toddler... Oh yeah, the toddler has like a uh, a pram that's equipped with like spring loaded blades and wow. it's like cutting people's heads off and stuff. It's on the Criterion. Dope. We're becoming a plug for know, Criterion. It's on the we Criterion. Need, we need to need to be sponsored by Criterion Collection. Come on, Criterion Collection. Make, the do, make the right choice. Do it for the right reasons. I would be happy if they just gave me a free subscription <laughs> for the year. It's expensive. <laughs> It's like ten ninety nine. What I the know. hell? You can it, buy it's, like it's way more than yeah, you can buy like fifteen bowls of ramen a year. Uh, let's have some closing thoughts on cowboys here. I I am excited about um, watching reading your um, your new graphic novel about about space cowboys. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's really that is. The, I think you're right. That is the new frontier. I think that will inspire. There will be a lot of art inspired by what it means to like further explore space. Shane! <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the movie, Shane, 
he rides off into the sunset and there's a kid that like idolizes him in the movie and he's just yelling Shane over and Is over. Is that your again. only takeaway from watching that movie? We didn't even talk about Shane. But uh yeah, the the, the kid, he's a little towhead and he's really <laughs> annoying, honestly. And he doesn't listen to his parents and there's a big shootout at the end and the kid like sneaks out to it. So you can picture there's a bar and it's got one of those those mm-hmm. those western doors that yeah. are sort of a foot off the ground doors. and you know, yeah. The swinging doors, yeah. And he's crouched behind those, and there's a big shootout going out in the, on in the bar. Like, <laughs> he's going to get shot. It's amazing he didn't get shot. But he didn't get shot. Just the bad guys uh, did. Well, Shane. Shane. So I'm glad we were able to finally discuss it, uh, because I did watch this movie <laughs> before the podcast. And uh, it was either that or watch Die Hard with Abigail, and... I would have much rather watched Die Hard, although, like I said, I, I didn't. I mean, enjoy Die Hard has now become a Christmas movie, so you should just wait and watch it next Christmas with with Abigail. <laughs> well, uh, you know, that was going to be my other my other name for the podcast, <laughs> Mister Falcon, which was, of course, what they substituted in for uh, another another word when they put Mister Falcon and Helen Farmer when they played it on TV. Next week on the podcast. We're going to talk about what, Dave? What are we going to talk about? How about robots? Yes. Robots. I'm just going to do the robot dance and no one can see me. And I sound like an idiot. (laughs) Yep. Howdy. I mean, yes, sir.